Welcome to this week's Devil the Detail podcast. I'm Rob Paxson. We're here talking all things Salford Red Devils. Joining the show this week, as ever, we have Paul Whiteside. Right, Paul? Hey, Rob. You okay? How's your week been, mate? Yeah, very good. Very good. Sick of getting wet. Bloody others do me in, but yeah, um, all right, mate. Not so, not too bad at all. Busy, busy as ever, but uh, looking forward. I'm off Friday this week. I've got a day off, so uh, nice long weekend there, and a big game against Leeds as well. So, uh, so yeah, all good. So what's your what's your plan uh, for your day off now? Now you're not keeping the economy going. What's uh, what's the plan? Uh, I do a bit of training on Friday morning, oh, uh, and uh, spend a bit of time with the kids. And I think we're taking the kids to uh, museum on uh, there's, a, there's an art gallery in Rochdale. With, there's something on there with um, dinosaurs or something. So we're going up there seeing. Uh, I think I see my dad for a brew on that, and then uh, take the kids to that, and then chat about rugby for an hour over a coffee with my dad. Is it our turn for your kids? It is. Our kids are off this week. Yeah, Ellen's had the um, had most of the week off, so uh, I think they just get one week off in this, yeah. this area. Mine, so, uh, mine was last week. Oh, right, was it? Right. right. Yeah, went to watch... Um, I've noticed because the roads are a bit quieter in the morning, they don't get about a bit quicker when oh, the right, kids yeah. are off. Uh, we, we tend to get really busy at work when the kids are off school. Yeah. I don't know why. Whether it's because people are home with the kids and they feel the cold a bit more. <laughs> We've seen it. It's always just mental at our terms. It's always been busy. Yeah, I went to uh, I went to watch a film. I went to watch uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. My kids have just been today to see it, I believe, yeah. Brilliant yeah. film. Brilliant film. Right. Um, Jim Carrey's in it. I think he's really good. I think what is remember, you know, remember um, Pet Detective when he was in that about 20 years ago, 15 years ago? Mid-90s, wasn't it? About 20 years ago, wasn't it? Right. Uh, you know, my, my conspiracy theory is, because he plays a bad guy in Sonic the Hedgehog, right? And I think it's same mannerisms, same kind of action, same kind of, like, language he uses. I think it's the same It's the same character, but sort of 25 years later, when, when yeah. he's now bitter with about animals, and now he's turned to robots. Yeah. That's my, my, you know, my opinion. But nothing to back it up, but... I think you know. Is it worth watching this film? Though? Oh, wow, yeah, definitely. No, really good film. Quite funny. Uh, and the the uh, the you know the computer generated graphics in that are pretty good as well. Sonic looks doesn't look really uh, computer generated. Looks alright. I think there was a lot of bit of the hoo ha about um, him looking a bit too human rather than looking like a hedgehog. But, uh, right. that. but it was a good film. I can remember the computer game of Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I remember that, but yeah, I probably won't get a chance to see that film. It depends how long it is. it's on for a film. Yeah. I can just about do ninety minutes because <laughs> I've not got much of an attention span for television or films and that. So if it's over ninety minutes, I've got no chance. All oh, right, so you want one of them, are you, Paul? You can't, you can't sit down. I'm not a tell. Do you know what? I'm not a telly man, Rob. I don't. I watch the odd rugby game on. I like to read and stuff. I don't really watch a lot of telly stuff. I did watch, um, I know we're digressing here, but I did watch the um, program called, um, oh it was a series, The White House Farm Murders, oh, yeah. I think it was, and it was absolutely fantastic, it really was. I don't really, I'm not really into police police stuff as, as per se, like, but, but this, if you've seen it, I mean, so well, let's just probably watch it on ITV, it was cracking, cracking program, it had me um, sort of enthralled in it, so, uh, so yeah, yeah, but I don't watch a lot of telly. Yeah, I I watched um, I binge watched uh, Madame Secretary on Prime. Uh, but yeah, there's, yeah. Loads, there's loads going on. Let's just know what we'll do, Paul. We'll talk about rugby league. Or do you think something that we don't we better add to it? Otherwise, I'm going to be turning off. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's loads going on uh, this week. Uh, we'll look back at the the Uddersfield defeat. 
Uh, we had uh, a chat with Paula Parler, Kevin Brown, Lee Mossop and uh, Chris Wellen. We had Watto in Coach's Corner. Uh, we've got all the big news coming out of the, the club this week, including the new signing. Uh, your amateur report, Paul, and then uh, we'll finish with the uh, preview of the uh, Leeds game on Saturday. So lots and lots to look forward to. Certainly is, certainly is. Looking forward to a good show, mate. Yeah, so what we'll do, we'll start off with uh, the defeat uh, against uh, Huddersfield um, last week. You're listening to Devil in the Detail and this is your Big Match Review. So, South Red Devils were defeated at home. Uh, they lost uh, 12 points to 10 to Huddersfield, uh, Paul. It was kind of a, a tough game, really. Both sides, uh, not kind of at the races, but wanted to grind out a result. Uh, and Huddersfield just about got there. They did, yeah. It was. I think what I'll describe it as an, an arm wrestle, and it was. It was an arm wrestle. You know, there wasn't a lot of guilt edge chances in the game. Um, it's one of those. I think if the game hadn't have been on Sky, we probably would have won it. You know, the the Ken Co try that was disallowed by the, the the video ref. He had a couple of chances. Did did Co, and then obviously the incident with Kevin Brown at the end. I mean, it's not on television that those bits and bobs probably go go unseen, don't they? And it's a different result, but. No, I, I thought Huddersfield came and, and played, a, played a tough game. They, they mixed it and they were hard to break down. And uh, it was a difficult night. It was an entertaining game, but um, not one full of tries and chances, was it? It was a disappointing result in the end. I think when we, you know, at 10 apiece there, you thought we were going to go on and, and, and win the game or drop a goal or whatever. But no, a disappointing night, really. Yeah, uh, Salford's lineup was Niall Evels at fullback, Ken Seo, Chris Wellen, Dan Sargentson, Reese Williams. Uh, Lee Mossop, Connor Jones, Josh Johnson, James Greenwood, Greg Burke, Tyrone McCarthy, and the halfbacks were Lola Hiot and Kevin Brown. On the bench was Ryan Lannan, Luke Yates, Joey Lussick, and Paula. Paula, like you said, it was gritty. Both sides, once they were afraid to lose, but they weren't, I don't think they were willing to sort of gamble uh, on, on winning the game, really. Um, Uddersfield took the lead uh, with a try from Adam O'Brien after two disallowed tries from Ken Seal. What, what do you think of that? Do you think the two disallowed tries were, were tries? I've not seen it back, to be honest with you. I don't have Sky anymore, so I've not seen it back. I've not watched the Super League show yet, so I'd have to have another look. But I know, I think there was one of them. He was definitely in touch, I think. And then there was another one. I thought it was quite contention. I mentioned this to Watto. A try was given on the field by the referee, James Child, and I don't think, to me, there wasn't conclusive evidence to, to disallow it because you couldn't see his legs. Mm. So I don't know how they disallowed that because I thought if they, the whole idea of on-field decision was, you know, that's what you go with if, you, if you're not sure. So I didn't really get that one, but I'd have to have another look at it, I suppose. But uh, they, were, they, were, they, were, they were both unlucky from, from CO's point of view, really. I mean... You know, another yard on the pitch there, he scored an hat-trick, wasn't he? So it was, it was unlucky. We are creating chances. It was just finishing off. I know Nile Levels came close as well, didn't he? Had one um, chalked off by the video referee. So uh, probably a bit unlucky, really, to lose the game. Yeah, I think with a CO, you know, two disallowed drives, if you get airborne in that situation, it's so hard to tackle yeah. your flying. And he, and he didn't and then he didn't really dive for me. But it's one of them things in the, you know, a cut-and-thrust moment of the game... You know, he went to to try and get over the line, but unfortunately, Huddersfield just just him out, managed to, to stop him going over. Uh, it didn't stop him going over though. Later on though, uh, to tie the scores after good work from Brown putting the, the winger over. Yeah, certainly. And just just go back to what you said there about getting airborne. Perhaps um, perhaps that's something that 
that Ken might need to work on in training. Because if you watch Tommy Makinson at St. Helens, he's, he's like a master at that, isn't he? You know, the way he finishes. And I think Josh Charnley as well, and a couple of other guys that were into that line. I and mean, he's pretty good as well at finishing. You know, sometimes you've got to do that now. Some of those guys are really acrobatic in the way they finish. And, you know, um, last season making some top try scorer, wasn't he? And probably quite a lot of his tries were like that. So perhaps that's something Ken can work on in training because he's a very athletic player. And uh, I'm sure he's, he's got a lot of tries in his career as well. So uh, that might be something to work on. But yeah, it was good work for his uh, try, good quick hands. Kevin Brown there, the architect in that. And uh, a good finish from Seal in the corner to get us. Uh, I think we got level there, didn't we? Yeah. Um, like I say, got to half time. Uh, both sides obviously going into half time sort of feeling each other out not really you know pushing uh, to, to gain an advantage but I think what probably would have been satisfied for what you've seen in that first half yeah it was a tough first half you know Woodersfield uh, I know Monks they had a, a really good result in, in round one going winning in Perpignan and the game in round two was postponed but they've made some impressive signs haven't they got some impressive players in that squad um, I think I think they're going to do all right this season. I don't think they'll be the rubbing rags that everybody's expecting them to be. So I expected a tough game. I didn't think it was going to be a walkover at all. And you know, when we got back in front, though, I thought we, we looked like the momentum in the game was, was swinging in our favour then. Yeah, what a try from Dan Sides. Lovely ball uh, by Brown, sending the centre over. You know, great feet, great speed uh, to, to get over the line and uh, put us in front that, Paul. It was a, a great try. I don't, I'm not, I think Brown was taken out sort of after the ball was passed. What do you make, reckon to that? Do you think he could have been uh, a bit more punishment for Huddersfield? Was that the incident with Darnell McIntosh? Yeah, when he came in. Well, people say he took him late, but for me, I think he was kind of still in his sort of action of passing the ball. So it's, it's, it's fair game for the, for the tackle for me, taking me red spectacles off. Uh, but a lot of people were, were pretty upset about it. I believe so. I believe there's been a bit of um, a bit of minder about it. I've only seen it once. I've only seen it on the night. I've not seen the replays. I've not watched the game back. So mm. probably can't really comment on it. Um, I know it looks like there was something there, but when you're watching it at full speed, you start following the bar, aren't you? So I've not really seen what's going on. Um, I know quite a few supporters on, on Twitter and Facebook and whatever was was complaining about it. So that you know, it is what it is. You've got to move on. You can't keep moaning about that, can we? So... Um, so yeah, Kevin carried on, didn't he? After that, he didn't, he didn't pick an injury up or anything. But um, no, if that's if that's the case, if there is something there, the RFL should look at things, shouldn't they? And be a bit more consistent, I think. Yeah, Huddersfield hit back though with a try uh, from uh, Lewis Senior. Good work by Caesar sending him over in the corner. Uh, we kind of like tried to press the ball, but this uh, Caesar fella uh, saw the space and sent the winger over. Good pass, wasn't it? It was a lovely pass that cut about four players out, didn't it? And that Senior. You know, six foot five winger, young lad. He's got a twin brother as well. He plays at Huddersfield. They're both very impressive when I've uh, seen him in recent seasons. And um, yeah, good finish from senior. And I don't know. I think going back to our kicking game, I thought it was a bit strange some of the some of the kicking that we did, especially to Lola here. Kicked to that senior all night, and you know, dollying the ball up in the air for him at six foot odd. He's eating drink for him really. Keep taking those kicks. So to me, I'd have got the ball on the floor and made the big lad turn round and uh, put a bit more pressure on him. But no, he took his try well there. And I think that levelled the scores, didn't it? Ten apiece then, was it? Yeah, ten apiece. Um, war of attrition then, Paul. Both sides, you know, trying to gain that advantage. Um, all came down to that last kind of a few minutes, though. The two of Lola here missed a drop goal attempt uh, under pressure in traffic. Um, it was pretty central, but I felt probably have to give him the benefit of the doubt considering he had that many bodies around him. Yeah, it's, it's difficult, isn't it, when you've got players running at you as well. And 
a bit of a swirling wind on the night as well, so it wasn't perfect sort of conditions. So, uh, so yeah, you're unlucky. That I mean, if that goes over, you probably win the game there, don't you? You do, you do. But unfortunately, Huddersfield then got the ball. Um, a couple of tackles later, Kevin Brown gets sinbinned um, for a, well, referee called it a headbutt. Uh, what was your what was your opinion on on that? Do you think it was a headbutt or do you think it was worth a yellow card? Um, I think I said to you on the radio last night, and I think if the referee thinks it's a headbutt, Rob, I think it's a red card. I don't see how he can give somebody a yellow card for for a headbutt. So I think he got that wrong for a copy because he obviously thought that was an headbutt because he saw it on the big screen. So I, could, I don't see how he can simp in someone for that. That's that's an automatic sending off. Looking at back at the incident, um, I've seen it a few times, and he, I think the only person who knows whether it's intentional or not is Kevin Brown. I don't think anybody else can say, "Oh, yeah, he did it on purpose." It's only him who knows that. I, mean, I spoke to him after the game, and from what he told me, he didn't think it was intentional. He got his head in, in the wrong place. If you watch the replays, that actually looking at him. Do you know what? From my point of view, it's more clumsy. It's more a silly thing to put your head in that sort of place, really. Um, so I, I don't know. It's one of those. I know Jordan Turner's come out and been quite vocal about it, hasn't he? Said, oh, every time I play against Kevin Brown, he's after me and this, that, and the other. So I don't know whether they've got some sort of history between each other. It, I thought it was just a bit of a clumsy thing to do, especially that time in the game when there's so much riding on. It's 10 apiece with a couple of minutes to go. We actually got the penalty there, I believe. I don't know what for because Huddersfield had the ball. So it, it, it changed the game, didn't it, in the end? And, and Kevin's got too much ban for it. So uh, we'll have to just uh, soak that one up. But. Like I said, he's the only one who knows whether he's did it on purpose. Yeah, and we'll we'll put him on in, in a minute so he can have his, his two pennies worth. Uh, the, the three questions you've got to ask yourself, in my opinion, on that particular incident was, did Brown make contact with his head? Yes, he did. Was it on purpose? I'd probably have to say yes, but it's not. He didn't want to headbutt him. What he wants, he wants to use his head as an, an extra phase on tackling Jordan Turner. Because these top team likes of Wigan and, and Settlers and Warrington, they, they want to keep the player down for as long as they can. So if you get a do- you're get you involved in a dominant tackle, you can kind of like use your head as an extra phase. You can use your head. You, pr- you set your head off and you set your hands off and then you set your, your knees off and then you're up and ready to play the ball, aren't you? And I think what you've got to look out for is what he does with his hands and not his head. If he moves his hands upwards as he, as he makes contact with his head, he pushes Jordan Turner over. So then he's in a dominant sort of action in the tackle, but because he doesn't move his hands and he only moves his head, that's why I think the referee gives it as a as a sin binning. It's not a head butt, but he, he, what he's doing is a purpose action. He wants to get be the dominant uh, aggressor in the tackle, and he does and he does that. But unfortunately, he doesn't use his hands; he uses his head. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Kevin's a malicious sort of player, so I think something totally out of character. To you know, the referees, you know, what he's saying, right? It's a difficult one because, you know, me thinking, it, say it was me, I don't think I'd want to go in with my head on someone because you, you, you're you possibly going to do yourself a bit of damage there, you know, because your head's not exactly the, the toughest part of your body, is it? So I don't think I'd want to run at somebody and put my head on them because uh, chance you're going to break your nose or yeah. damage your eye or something like that. So it, it just looked clumsy. I think clumsy is the, the right word for me. It's not not in the right place to, to get your head involved there. So, yeah, I think he'll take it on the chin, won't he, Kevin? And you know, he's going to sit out now and you know, Chris Atkins probably going to come in. That opens the door for Chris now and he'll be relishing it. Sometimes players need that opportunity, don't they? And, you know, 
if Chris Atkin gets man of the match against Leeds and then if man of the match against Wakefield the week after, then Ian Watson's got a massive conundrum then of what he does. So we'll, we'll have to just see what unfolds. Yeah, he'll take it on the tin, take it on the chin, just like John and Turner did. Um, so obviously, <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Brown gets gets Sinbin, Huddersfield go up the other end of the field, penalty right on our line, Lee Mossop gets caught, kind of underneath a tackle on the wrong side as well. Uh, I was speaking to my dad about it um, at weekend, and he thought the Huddersfield player made made sort of the uh, the most of the the the, the incident. Uh, but in in that situation, if it's Joey Lussick at the play of the ball, I expect the sole player to do the same because getting the points is the most important thing. It is, but I think that's where you want a referee to be strong. I think there, I think it's a cop out for a referee just to give a penalty there at the end of the game. It's tenipede, you know, really you know, cut and thrust game, and then the game's ended you know, in a negative sort of way with a penalty. Wouldn't it have been better if that game had gone to extra time, golden point, extra time? No one wants to see a match. I mean. Great, the Huddersfield supporters will be loving it, won't they? Driving back to, to West Yorkshire with the, the points in their bag. But I always think it's a negative way to end a game that when a match is won by a, by a sort of a late penalty goal. So, you know, it's one of those you've got to be more disciplined, haven't you? And not, you know, not concede those daft penalties on, on your goal line. But you could see that that penalty was coming. Yeah. And disappointing. Yeah, it, it, it was disappointing. But obviously, every rugby league player's instinct is to get back into the line, isn't it? So yep. Lee Mossop's only going off instinct to get. Sort of pass the play the ball back into the line, and as soon as he crosses, sort of the the, the man who's playing the ball, you know, he's only needs a slight touch, and the, and the man will go down. That's that's the up and down of it. At the end of the day, what really should have happened, what, if you're not going against total sort of instincts, is if he just runs forward out of the play the ball into the, the defensive line, into the attacking line, if that makes sense, and clears the rook that way. But that's a sort of it's never going to happen because rugby players don't think like that. They'll always want to go back in the line, won't they? So that's it. Yeah, it's one of them things where you think. Why didn't you do that? But in in real life, it's it's not going to happen. That is it? No. no. Um, so unfortunately, they they kicked the penalty, uh, and they obviously ended up winning the game. But um, I suppose Ian Watson would have been a little bit frustrated about about what what happened. Uh, but it's not going to be too disheartened. I don't think it's the end of the world uh, getting beat against other field at home. But it kind of what you've got to do now. You've got to go to somewhere where you might not have one. And go to like somewhere like Wakefield, or go to somewhere like Hull, and get a result there to sort of even this defeat out. That's right. Yeah, I think you just got to focus on the next game, haven't you? Which is against Leeds. That's going to be a tough game. And I expected Paul to be absolutely fuming. I was waiting for him outside the press room to speak to him. And, oh God, he's going to be absolutely fuming, and he wasn't. To be honest, he was quite upbeat over over the situation. So he's not pressing the panic button yet. And uh, you know, we love to fight on the day this weekend. Yeah. Uh, we spoke to Paula Parler, you spoke to Kevin Brown, uh, Lee Mossop and Chris Wellen uh, after the game, and this is what they have to say. Kevin Brown joins me. Your old club there, just sort of pips over. What did you, did you make of that? It was a tough arm wrestle, wasn't it? A lot of incident in that second half. Yeah. What did you make of that last five or ten minutes there where you're getting simbin? Yeah, it was a tough... I think he simbin me for an eye tackle, which is, is bizarre. I, I did make contact with my head, but I didn't mean to do it. I meant to just get my head in close and sort of wrap the ball up. They were good at offloads and... Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I'll have to see it again. I've not, I've not really seen it on the screen. So for me um, in the crowd, it looked like we got the penalty. Yeah, it, well, that, that well, seems to the Huddersfield it's, players. He's told Liam also that it was an eye tackle, and um, he's reversed the penalty for that. So I, I'm not sure. I'm not like I said, I'm not seeing it, but I think it did make contact with me head, um, but I, di- I didn't mean to. Um, went to wrap the ball up, and he was sort of crouched down. 
Um, yeah, so disappointing, but I thought overall that it was another step forward. I thought we we were in that game, you know, and on another night we might drop that goal and it's game over there. Huddersfield don't look any mugs, do they? They seem to, to come here with a decent game plan. It was quite a clunky game, wasn't it? Neither side. Chances was it? You, you know, chances were few and far between. Time. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a typical arm wrestle uh, with two good sides, two defensive, de- defensively committed sides. Um, so yeah, it was. It was one of them. It, you know, we took we took a couple of chances and we probably, like I say, on another night we need to take that drop ball chance and we maybe win the game. Perfect game to bounce back in next week. You've got Leeds Rhinos back down here again. Another home game. Perfect chance to get back on the horse. Yeah, definitely, and it's good to play here. I think the fans have been great. Um, you know, it'd have been great to send them away with another win. Um, but yeah, it weren't to be tonight. And like you say, we've got a big week now to, to turn it round and you know just to keep improving because I think we've done that in, in all three games so far. I think we definitely took a step forward defensively tonight. Uh, there's a few things we can definitely improve on, but you know um, I'll have a look at the, the tape as well and, and see where I go. You know and, and see if I've, I've got a case to answer or anything like that because I, I, I'm not sure what happened, but. Obviously, uh, parting with the head. How do you feel your partnership with Tuilol here is blossoming? Do you feel like you're getting better each week? Yeah, it's good, it's good. Um, you know, and what, we're three games in now, so um, it will start ticking. And, you know, when the when the ground dries up a little bit, I think Tui's footwork is showing in training is amazing. So I'm sure, you know, he'll, he'll treat us to that as well. So I think it's it's definitely developing. And, you know, as is the full team, um, you know, we're going in the right direction. Thanks for speaking to us tonight, Kev. Best of luck next week. So I'm joined by Chris Wellen. Tough defeat that. Yeah, it was. It was a, a tough one to take that. You know, I felt we had it in our hands and we, we let that slip ourselves, our own errors and mistakes. And, you know, credit to, to Huddersfield that they rolled us a little bit in that second half. Yeah, obviously, like you said, second half was a tough contest. It all boiled down to that Kevin Brown sim being in that penalty kick at the end. Must have been a bit frustrating on the field that. Yeah, it was. As I said, we had a, a few opportunities to, to score points ourselves, including a drop goal. Um, no, it wasn't meant to be. You know, we're, we're winning and losing the team, so we'll take it all together and look at it on Monday now. Yeah, obviously, you know, we've got other games to come. It's not it's not the end of the world getting beat tonight because we can bounce back, can't we? Oh, 100%. That's, that's the main focus every week. We want to win every week. So, you know, as much as we are disappointed and angry uh, right now, you know, come Monday, we'll be preparing for uh, the Leeds game and wanting to put that right and get another win. Yeah, obviously, like you said, Leeds ne- le- uh, next week. But on a big score tonight Leeds you know we've got nothing to fear Leeds aren't, aren't a team they used to be and we're a team on the up yeah you know um, we are a team on the up and um, we have got a good plays you know despite the the result tonight we've proven in the past that we can we can win again so I'm joined by Lee Mossup defeat tonight uh, talk us through it um there's a lot of positives a lot of positives to take um obviously we've just let him in for probably two soft tries um, better team one it's a proper arm wrestle so like I say it's a tough one to take at the minute um, but I think it'll set us up well for the season yeah obviously you know combat games like that in the forwards it's, it's a tough battle you were leading, leading the troops on um, you know you can be a bit, a little bit disappointed but at least we contested it you know up to the last minute yeah, yeah. Like I said, there's a lot of positives to take, but ideally we'd like to win that. We put, we've invested a lot of energy. We've worked hard for each other. Um, just some key key areas in the game where we, we've messed up, uh, and they've they've capitalised there. They're going to be a quality team this year. You can tell with the likes of Caesar, Garvey, Pack. They've signed really, really well. So. Yeah, it's a tough one taking them in a boat. Um, yeah, it'll, it'll stand us in good stead. Yeah, Leeds next week at Saturday at the AJ Bell Stadium. Uh, opportunity to bounce back. 
Yeah, obviously that's a that's a quality thing about rugby league. You can bounce back the week later, and this week will be forgotten. Um, that's going to be a tough game, though. Again, they've signed really well in the off season. Uh, they're looking for the first win, so we're going to have to be at our best again, probably better than we were tonight to get that win. Cheers, big big thanks, talks on the sports zone. So I'm joined by Pauli Pauli. Tough defeat tonight against Huddersfield Giants. Talk us through it. Yeah, it was alright. It wasn't too bad. You know, the boys, the boys had a dig today, and losing one player wasn't wasn't really a big help. But you know, we had a we had a crack today. But you know, that's 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 the game, mate. So, yeah, yeah it, was, it was a tough contest. Both sets of forwards sort of getting into each other, and you know, being being the main forward, one of our big units. You know, it was tough out there, weren't it? Yeah, it was definitely tough. You know, the boys, you know, the Huddersfield gave us a good crack today. You know, they they done everything in their hands to, to win the game, and you know, the, at the end of the day, they they won the, the two points. But you know. Uh, big ups to my boys too. You know they had a crack today. As I said before, if we didn't go one man down, we, everything would have been alright. So. Yeah, obviously, like you said, Kevin Brown simbined penalty in the death. It must have been a bit soul destroying. But we can't affect, can't let let that affect our season. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's a, it, you know we got we still got another game next week and another week after that. So you know the season's still early. And so obviously all the players, you know, a little bit disappointed with the result. Uh, but they know obviously you know they've got other challenges to come and they can put it right in the future. Yeah, it's still early days in the season, Rob. You know, as I said before, you don't want to really press the, the panic button. Yeah, it's a bit concerning, you know, the the, the defeat against Huddersfield. But obviously, we only lost the, the game against St. Helens, which was a, was a tough game. We had a decent win against Toronto. So I don't think you can really judge the season yet. It's not really opened out. There's been a lot of a lot of uh, close games, hasn't there? And sides are just sort of feeling themselves out. So we've got two home games now against Leeds and Wakefield, and you know, I think we'll know a bit more about where we're going. In, in, in a fortnight's time when we, we finish that game against Wakefield yeah I think uh, obviously Kevin Brown talking to you about about the incident um, he, he obviously thought he'd, he'd, you know, there was nothing wrong with the tackle um, I suppose he can't really he can't really see what we can see in that situation he's, he's seen it from his own eyes and like you said he's probably got his head in the wrong place that's right but as I said before uh, you don't play rugby league in slow motion if you watch that in slow motion and then you watch it in full Full speed, you know the game speed. It looks totally different, doesn't it? So it's it's difficult. I know I know what Kevin had to say, and you know he seems a seems a man of his word, really. So um, you know I I'd, I'd, I'd sort of back him up really as a Salford supporter, but he's just got to take it now, and anyway. we can we can keep going about that till the cows come home. He's got the two game ban now. He's got to uh, keep himself uh, super fit, ready to to come back in two weeks. Yeah, uh, you spoke to Ian Watson uh, after the game, and this is what he had to say. <laughs> Coach's corner. Ray Ian Watson joins me. Disappointing defeat. Can you take positives out? It was a good arm wrestle, wasn't it? Yeah, I thought it was a great arm wrestle. I thought it was a great game, to be fair. I thought um, we've gone toe to toe with them. A team who's spent a hell of a lot of money and who are pretty um, consistent in how they play. Um, obviously, they've only brought three or four, four players in um, to start the season, which helps, you know, having massive changes. I think our improvements, though, from the St. Helens game have been great every single week we've improved on there we've come up against a real tough team in Huddersfield to be fair but I think we've shown them that the, that what's it, we, we, we can be a force if we stick to our processes and stick to our structures some question marks on defence last week and 
Toronto, a couple yeah. of soft tries. Your defence seemed a lot stronger tonight. Yeah. You stood up. I mean, that second half, Huddersfield sort of camped on our line a few times. You, that must be hard yeah, yeah. for you, the defence. Well, so, some of the effort and the, the defence was outstanding. It was a complete contrast from, say, the St. Helens game. But the boys had the attitude to, to not quit on each other, to keep working hard for each other. We come up with a couple of bad reads, which meant we conceded two 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 rubbish tries, really. Um, but we'll fix them up. Um, we just know that there's certain things that we can be better at and we need to improve at if we want to be a top team. We're not the biggest squad in the world. It's probably difficult losing Gil Dudson and, and Seb yeah. as well. I'm not going to say his second name because I can't. Yeah. So that must have been tough for you losing those because you know Gil gives us a lot yeah. going forward, doesn't he? But yeah. Josh Johnson tonight. Outstanding. Yeah, yeah. I thought Josh Johnson did great. I thought Lannan did great as well for us when he came on as well. So we've got people who can can compete as well so although Gil was out and Seb was out I think the guys who came in did a great job and have put their hand up to go forward next week it was a game of few chances really Ken Seal gets over twice in the yeah. first half it's, it's a game of fine margins sometimes yeah. I mean how close was he on that video referee that went up as a try yeah I didn't think there was sufficient evidence to disallow that, but yet the video ref has. Yeah, well, that's down to the video referee, that, innit? Uh, but again, comes back to small margins. If um, there's no video referee, we don't get the penalty against us at the back end of the game as well. So, well, we probably if there's no video referee, we score the try with Ken Seal because he give it a try. We probably get the penalty there to kick the convert to kick the penalty at the end of the game. Instead, we've come out on the losing side because of probably because of that. What did you make of that, Ian? Because from where I was sat in the stand, I couldn't really see it. I read it as we got given a penalty, and that was yeah. overturned. Then, yeah. was it? What did the referee say? Was it overturned because of the, the scrap with Kevin Brown? Or? Yeah, they're saying that Kev's head butted. Um, now the head. You can, he's, he's losing contact so he's grabbing his arm and he's trying to pull him into him and then he's pushed his head straight into now he's got his eyes down so he can't see where he's putting his head mm-hmm. he must just presume he's putting it into his chest or something but is it um, Jordan Turner right on the jawbone so it doesn't doesn't look great but if everyone knows Kev they know it's not a malicious mm-hmm. um, and in, intent by him so what we'll, we'll, We'll have to see now because it'll probably go to the disciplinary committee that one. That did seem to turn the game. Huddersfield come down the yeah. other end and, and kick that goal. Disappointing for you. You've got Leeds next week. Yeah. Chance to prove it, prove a point, and, and get that the victory next week. Yeah, we just need to build on what we, what we've done over these last two two three weeks now. So St. Helens weren't happy. Toronto was miles better. Again, was better today than what we were against Toronto. So things are starting to click but it does take time when you've got a new group of players especially that many players as well James Green will picked up a knock tonight yeah. did he fail his head test yes, that way not come back on yeah he did yeah so he'll be he'll be definitely out for next week um, he might be alright actually um, you've got seven days haven't you because we're already low on numbers anyway yeah. aren't we have you been keeping tabs on the lads in the reserves as well because I know I, yeah. I saw you at Ruskin Drive a few weeks ago for the St. Helens game yeah. keeping a close eye on that are any of those guys sort of on the fringes now at the moment yeah they're just waiting for an opportunity they just need to be patient now and wait for that opportunity to come up depending on what happens um, this week there might be a couple of them that kind of get an opportunity but we'll see that the team's not doing too bad at the moment they're traveling pretty well we just need to be pretty consistent with what we do thanks for speaking to us tonight i'll see you next week so like you said uh, paul it wasn't raging um but obviously he knows what went wrong i think he was spot on against uh, spot on about the 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 uh the kevin brown incident um but i say he knows what went wrong and now we can fix it yeah, he certainly does, and, he, and like I said, he, they've got a lot of work to do this week, and I'm sure they've worked really hard in training. You've know, got a new a new lad coming in as well, who's, we'll speak about in the news. And what what a better game to um, to to go into against you know big team like Leeds, a big name in rugby league like Leeds this Saturday. And 
know, a big win there or any sort of win there will, will, will put the confidence back and smiles back on people's faces. So you've got this Saturday now to turn things on. Yeah, he talks about small margins and, and that's what it is, I think, in, at this level of Super League, Rugby League. You know, it's little inches, either that's by the touchline or, or sort of by the line or not being able to get out of a tackle or get into a tackle correctly. You know, little things make big differences, don't they? They certainly do, and I don't think it's. Um, I don't think it's. A, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not um, the end of the world. I don't think to, to lose to Huddersfield because I think they're going to be all right. I've said it to you a few times. They're my sort of dark horse this season. I, I think they're going to challenge for that that top five, top six in the in the table because uh, they've got a good squad. They've got a good pair of halfbacks. They've made some good signings, some some decent name signings as well. They've got a big squad. So uh, if they do get a few injuries, they, they can they can cope with that. So I think they're going to be okay, Huddersfield. So you match them there for the for the whole game, and all right, it's come down to a, a decision there at the end. You know, I said before, if the game wouldn't have been on Sky, we probably would have won it. So let's not get too disappointed about it, and uh, you know, see where we go this weekend. Yeah, there's no panic, Paul, because I know that this team and these players are good enough to go to somewhere like Wakefield or go to somewhere like Hull and get a win. So if you're going to drop off again, if you get beat against Huddersfield at home, you've got to go somewhere and win where you might not. And I, I think this team is good enough to go to, to a place like Hull or Wakefield. Uh, never win at Wakefield, Rob. Uh, <laughs> got an awful record at Wakefield. But what I'm saying is, the, the, these players, you know, they're, they're very good. And they got to a grand final last year, Paul. Let, let's, not, let's not forget. So, you know, if, if they're good enough to get to a grand final and play in the, play in the pressure cooker atmosphere of Old Trafford, uh, they're good enough to go to Wakefield when it really matters and win. Yeah, yeah. I think we've lost some some big players from last season. Rob. I think people perhaps don't haven't really. Um, perhaps we've we've underestimated you know the, the players that we've lost because I think Josh Jones has been a big miss for us. You know, Jacko's a big miss as well. And it's you know those those players that we've signed to replace them, it takes them the time to bed in, doesn't it? And, and yeah, we've we've got some talent in that squad. We have, and, and I'm, I'm convinced we're, we're good enough to finish in the top five and, and challenge again. But it's about finding that consistency. And last season we had that consistency, didn't we? And that belief and that self-confidence. At the moment, I think we, we're lacking a bit in confidence. I thought it was against Toronto and I thought it was against Huddersfield as well. To be honest with you, I think our attack was better against St. Helens in the first game than it has been in the last two games. It looked sharper. I know we got well beat in that game, but we did look a lot more clinical with the ball and a lot quicker with the ball when we moved it out wide. So I think we need to get our mojo back a bit, really, and, and get our confidence back. You know, um, perhaps perhaps it took a bit of a shattering against St. Helens in that game. It is taking us a bit of time to get, get, get back. I think sometimes you're just one win away from, from getting it back out. You know, you get a big score, get a big victory, and then... Uh, get back on that roll again. If we can get back on that roll again like we did last year, I think we're going to be dangerous. What do you say about confidence, Paul? Where's it come from? Where's it go? That's it. Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, I think sometimes you, it doesn't matter who you've got in your side. You know, Toronto have got Sonny Bill Williams in their team, but they're not hammering everybody by 40 points every week. It's, it is about confidence and, and togetherness and, and you're working as a team. And once you've got that that in your side and that that team spirit and, and go forward and everything's going right for you and you get on that, that role and that winning role. We found it last season, you know, you, you feel unbeatable, don't you really, when you get on, on, on one of those runs. So uh, I think that's what we've got to be looking at now, just getting our confidence back and getting a, getting a couple of results under our belt. I think we'll be okay. It's belief, Paul, and it's, it's turning hope into yeah. belief. And, and we did last season, we, we, we believed, didn't we? We didn't just hope we were going to win a game, we believed we could. And I think yeah. yeah, it's it's a different 
a scenario now because we were in the grand final last year. We we were we were kind of a marked a marked card for me. Now people know what we're about, um, and the players obviously will need to go that extra five five percent, ten percent to 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 get a result this time because we haven't got that sort of uh, surprise element anymore because people know that what we're about. Like you said, we have lost bodies, but we brought bodies in, and arguably the players who've come in uh, are, are better uh, than the players that have gone out in the main. So, you know, this team is only going one way and it's and it's forward for me. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so, Rob. I think it's, um, as I keep saying, these these home games are pivotal now. You know, we've got two home games coming up now. We've had two on the bounce and another two coming. And we've got the Catalan Dragons away from home as well. So, the next sort of month or so, I think once you get 10 games in, you can start gauging the season then and start gauging where you're and you know, where, where you're going from here. Because don't forget last season, I said this a few weeks running now, we lost, four, sorry, we won four out of the first 10, didn't we? So, six defeats and four wins out of 10 matches and we still got to a grand final. So, you know, trips to Old Trafford and places in the playoffs aren't, aren't sort of um, gained in February and March, are they? I mean, I know it's important at the start of the season, but it's about how you, you go throughout the season and how you end the season. It's always difficult when you bring players in as well. You've got to get that, that, that confidence and, those those partnerships working and the team's got a gel as well. So I think we have looked clunky. I think I've heard that that word used a few times from people clunky on attack. I think we haven't. That's only going to get better as, as you know Kevin Brown to all of here. Their their partnership gels and, and grows. Yeah, it's obviously you know there's, there's games to go. There's loads of games to go. You know this team's only going to get better the more they play together, uh, and it's going to be something exciting uh, to look forward to in the weeks to month, weeks and months to come. Uh, looking at the stats, Paul. Uh, top tacklers, Lee Mossett with 48, uh, Joey Lussick with 33, uh, Tyrone McCaff with 33, Luke Yates 49, Ryan Lannan 32, uh, Josh Johnson 46, uh, Lee Mossett 48, um, Yates 49, um, Johnson 46. That's a, that's a massive amount of tackles, isn't it, in a game? Yeah, it certainly is. I thought Josh Johnson worked really hard. He's a player that you know goes unnoticed, really. He does a lot of the hard stuff and he's not one that sort of grabs the headlines but I thought he worked really hard in that game as did, did Luke Yates as well um, coming off the off the bench I, I, I'd start Luke Yates to be honest with you I think he's an 80 minute sort of player and um, I've been very very impressed with him since we signed him from, from London he's a good tackler real workhorse and, and Lee Mossop you, you know what you're going to get with, with, with Lee he's a, he runs the ball in really well I thought we missed Gil Dudson in that game against Huddersfield we missed that sort of grunt in the pack with um, Sebastini for Hico and Dudson missing I thought there was a big hole in our pack really Johnson's a good lad he, he lacks a bit of size though doesn't he and sometimes you play in a big pack like Huddersfield you miss that Dudson he's, um, he was a real good goal forward player but the, no the lads worked hard there was, there was no lack of effort for me on, on Friday night Rob I thought the effort was there and it was just that, that game management and that bit of nails at the end of the game yeah but I think we missed Sebastian Ickett for we did yeah I think he's, he's, he's like you say he's got that kind of like aggression in the, in the tackle and that goal, that and Dudson yeah. as well. He was absent, wasn't he? Um, he yeah. ill before kick off by the sound of it. So, you know, it's kind of um, you know when you're losing two players like that in in your in your team, it's going to make a big difference, isn't it, really? Yeah, it is. It is. We, we've not got a massive squad anyway, but those are the two big men out of the pack, aren't they? To lose them, Huddersfield's got a pretty big pack, pretty sizable pack, and uh, yeah, to lose those two guys, especially Gil Dudson, I think he had a bit of a virus or or, or an illness. Uh, leading up to the game, so that was quite unexpected. And we've not really got a big, 
a big sort of um, reserve element of players to, to bring in have we at the moment I know we've signed Oliver Roberts this week now I think he's going to be he's a big lad from what I've heard six foot odd so it'd be good to have him in, in the side there but yeah you, you always must feel good to have he's up playing you know how good has he been since we signed him he's progressed every week and tremendous last season and he's hit the ground running again this season hopefully he'll be back in the side this uh, this Saturday against Leeds because we'll need him yeah top meter makers uh, Lee Moss up with 120 uh, Pauly Pauly 115 Josh Johnson 98 uh, then the back sergeants 116 Chris Wellham 112 Nile Edels 115 like you said Lee Moss up 120 metres uh, 48 tackles Josh Johnson 46 tackles 98 metres you know, big shift from both of the forwards there, uh, but all in vain in the end because we lost. Yeah, certainly, and, and Dan Sargent getting a mention there as well. I think Dan's been excellent, and probably for me, been one, one of the star signings so far in his performance. He's very, very consistent player, really good step, really strong in defence, aggressive as well. And you know, I think he could be knocking on the door for internationals. Dan, I really do. I think you know he's played international rugby league before. He's only sort of 26, 27. He's in the prime of his career now. Why not? Why not? Can he can play in that sort of test series at the end of the season? I think for me, if I was him, that's the motivation I'd have now to put myself in that shot window. I know he's not playing for a sort of a Wigan or a St. Helens or you know a Warrington, but why not? So would have been to a round final. Let's let's get some of our lads in the international team. We had Josh Jones and, and Jackson Hastings in there last year, so great to see Dan. I think he's been superb. Yeah, my new favourite player, I think Dan Sanderson. Yeah, reminds yeah. me of real character. Yeah, reminds me a bit of uh, Aaron Moore. Just knows where yeah. the line is, and get when he gets the ball about ten, fifteen yards out in the space, just destroys teams. And I just think, you know, mm. if we give him good ball in good space, you know, he's gonna he's gonna cause havoc. Um, big thanks to your three word match reports for man of the matches, um, Chairman Bob. Uh, stupid penalties cost is man of the match was Dan Sargentson. Uh, Richard Martin, time for changes, Evels. Uh, Martin, uh, not very good. Sergeant Sun, Chris and Janet Shenton, not good enough. Uh, and their man of the match was two Lola here. Colin Reynolds, two poor teams. Um, his man of match was not Childs. I think, I think, like you say, the penalties, the important penalties that were given. I don't think Childs could have done any different. And a lot of people just get caught up in the emotion of it all and the testosterone and you know because you don't you don't get a penalty that goes your way or the or the crucial penalty that that sort of wins in the game everyone gets a bit sort of angry about it but in reality the two big incidents I don't think he could have done anything different no not really can we just get something cleared up his, his name's Child there's no S on the end of it <laughs> it's a bit of a it's a bit of a pet hate of mine I always get people they see people slagging off and stuff really calling Child he's actually called James Child <laughs> so I'm sticking up for him here if you're going to slag him off get his name right what was the gentleman was it Richard Morton was it who said about changes yeah time for changes Richard Morton yeah what well, well, uh, yeah I can, I can see where he's coming from there but just playing devil's advocate what what would you change Rob if you had to change it on for me I wouldn't do really because I was looking um, someone, I was talking to someone on Twitter about that and they were saying oh yeah look, we've got to bring uh, Inu back in and it was like Seen a lot of call for anyway, actually, on social media. But look at our back line so far since the Warrington game, right? Um, Sargeson scored about four. Kensico mm. could have had about five. Um, Reese Williams just scored virtually the try of the season, going under yards. Playing well as well. He's right. playing really well. Um, and you've got Chris Wellen, who hasn't obviously scored any magical tries, but he makes big plays week in, week out, both just reliable, yeah. yeah. and defensively. So I'm not really sure when, when everyone's fit. Uh, and not you know not suspended. 
um, who you drop to put in. And yeah, Inu kicks goals. That that's that's a fair uh, assessment. Um, and he's very good in the air when you kick it to the corner. Um, but for for me, you know, it's our strongest backline as it is now, providing no one's injured or or suspended. I think that one to five that you mentioned there, you fall back your two wingers and your centres. I can't see a case for bringing anybody in there. I think it's pretty strong. That I think it's probably the best one to five we've had for a long time. You know, Nia Levels has, has been tremendous so far. You know, Reese Williams, the amount of work he does. Mm. If you're just watching closely, he comes in so much um, to help out. You know, comes in field and takes the ball up. He's all over the place. He really does work hard. Um, a good finisher as well. I think Co's yeah, Co needs to sharpen up a bit, but he's a, he's a good winger. And your two centres have, have played pretty well, so it's difficult. And he's a, a quality player, and I saw him the rest of the week and played really well against St. Helens. And that's the beauty of the reserves. You've got players now who are getting getting matches and and, and pushing for for places. But I think possibly if you uh, going back to what Richard said, I, I sort of agree with him. I think there's the changes in other areas of the field. I think the forwards, there's a couple of players who I might like to see come into contention, maybe on the bench. I'd like to see Mark Flanagan back in the side, I think. Mm. I think Flash has an extra pivot um, and his experience and his knowledge, his defensive work and the way he links up between attack and defence. I think he'd be a useful player to have back in the side. Um, it's just who you drop out of it, though, really, because nobody's really had an absolute stinker, have they? No. And that's, that's the thing, it's competition for places, isn't it? Because people yeah. people have to keep playing at an optimal level to keep the keep the shirt, and we weren't weren't really bad again against Huddersfield. We just weren't good enough to win the game, and I don't see how you could have dropped anybody. No, I didn't see. I didn't watch the game and think, oh yeah, he's got he's got a goal next week, because I think everyone just gave us a kind of a six, seven out seven out of ten performance, but just weren't good enough to win the game. That's right. Um. How am I doing? Paul Foster, uh, attack still clunky, you said that, uh, Mossup, uh, Colin Wilson, poor game management, uh, Mossup, uh, Roy Ellaby, below average performance, uh, Dan Sargentson, Craig, one step backwards, I won't say it was one step backwards, I just think it's a growing, it's a, it's a growing experience I think, that you're going to get into games like this, and because we weren't able to finish the job, it's about learning from that and hopefully finishing the job next time now. I think it's disappointing when you lose home games because I think if you go back to last season, Huddersfield we were the last side to win at the AGL, weren't they? If you go all the way back to whenever it was in the summertime, we've, we've had quite a good winning run at home, haven't we? And people sort of expect us to, to win those home games. So, um, so yeah, you want to make your home, home a fortress, don't you? Don't lose any games at home or, or a limited amount anyway. So if you've lost one already, yeah, it's disappointing. But we have got, the, as I keep saying, I keep repeating myself, we've got two home games now and it's vital that we get these two wins. Yeah, Adam Arbery, several changes needed. Mossop, Jason Burke, more creativity needed. Uh, Wellen, uh, John Way, uh, Pat Uffley dominated. Uh, Evels, um, Alan Taylor, not quite, not enough guile. Um, I agree with that. And um, yeah, that's about it really. But yeah, frustration. But like I said before, it's not the end of the world. This team's good enough to go to somewhere. We don't normally win and win, so I'm confident we can we can sort of put this game to bed and uh, come back next week better, stronger, and uh, you know ready to uh, ready to beat Leeds. Just listening to those uh, comments there, Adam, 
he's uh, he's wielding the axe in this. <laughs> Several changes needed. He'd be he'd be given in the air dryer treatment after the game. But uh, but no, I, I agree with quite well most of them comments saying it's great that the supporters uh, give us those. I think the one there from, from from Alan about the guile. I think guile's a good word. Sometimes you just need that at the end of the game at ten apiece. There last season we'd have, we'd have won that game, wouldn't we? You know, probably Jacko on there, and you know, bossing us around the field and that. And sometimes you need that, don't you? That uh, that bit of nous at the end of the end of the game, just to just to shut the game down. And perhaps that's what we we, we didn't quite do well. Uh, we didn't finish that well. Lost our heads a little bit, I think. Mm. But, uh, but yeah, we've got a perfect game to bounce back in. You can't uh, you can't fall into that trap of what would uh, what would we do if uh, Ace teams are there now? Oh no, I, I didn't can't, mean we it can't like fall that, into yeah. that trap because. Kevin Brown is Kevin Brown, and Jackson Aiton is Jackson Aiton, and he is Tui Lola here. And it's you know it's difficult because obviously you're, you're thinking somebody do something. Um, a lot of games, especially the big games, talking about the Wigan game and, and the actual grand final, where Jackson Aiton didn't do anything. He got us there. He beat you know where he got us. He beat Castleford. He did a magic moment at home, uh, but when it really mattered, he didn't. He didn't really do it. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't mean it like that. To be honest, I was just saying. You know, last season we were shutting those sort of games yeah. down. But that's my point. I wasn't trying to compare Kevin no, Brown to the Jackson. Anything. To be honest, I was. I was guilty of that on 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 the, on the match on the game day because I turned around. Turned around, my dad. I'm just like, oh, if Hastings is here now, then I thought to myself, he's not. He's not here, and we've got to, we've got to grow as a team. We've got to grow as a club that you know we can do it without him. And I think yep. it is it. It's a learning curve because obviously these players all. Think back to that moment at ten hour and think, what could we have done different? And if it happens again, if we get another arm wrestle, and it's another close game, and it's a game that sort of injured on a big moment, that we're ready to take advantage of that big moment and make it an advantage for us, and then we'll go and win the game like we did, you know, in previous like last season. But it's it's not like say these players have experienced the grand final; they, they know what they've got to do to get there, and they know that they've got to win close games like that. This is a setback, but we'll go on from here and we'll become bigger and stronger in the weeks to come. You're only as good as your last game, Rob. Indeed. You're only as good as your last game. So you move on now to the Leeds game and we beat them with 40 points and all's forgotten in the other two games. And that's the beauty of rugby league. You've been looking at my uh, my uh, magical uh, prediction ball at beating Leeds by 40 points. Well, wait to hear my prediction afterwards because I've I've gone with a really brave one this have week. You? Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, so that's the that's the look back at the other field game. Uh, what we'll do now, Paul, we'll have a look at all the big news uh, coming out of Salford Red Devils this week. So let's start with the big news that Salford Red Devils have signed Oliver Roberts. From Huddersfield Giants on loan for the 2020 season, uh, Paul. A uh, big six foot four, 17 stone forward. Uh, used to play for Salford before he signed for Bradford uh, when he was a kid. Uh, we will add extra size and extra oomph uh, to that forward pack. Yeah, he certainly will. And he can play sort of back row, kind of loose forward as well. I think second row, probably. The position where we, we're, we're going to play him, I think. We're a bit short of, on numbers in that. that that area, I mean, he's played quite a few games. I think played about ninety or two hundred matches for Huddersfield Giants since uh, since he signed pro for them. So he's he's got quite a lot of Super League experience. And let's say a big lad as well. He's only 24, 25, So 
Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. I don't know a lot about him. I did listen to, I listened to quite a bit of rugby league on the radio at weekends when I'm chilling out. And I had Radio Leeds on the other week when Halifax played, who did he play? Sheffield, I think it was. And he scored the winning try in the last minute. So that's when I've heard his, his name mentioned. And I know his name cropped up a few weeks ago, who was being linked with him. I don't know what the script is with Huddersfield because with have loaned us uh, Seb and now they'll loan us Oliver Roberts and to me Seb's a quality player. Why would they want to loan him out? I'm not too sure. Perhaps I don't know, whether it's to do with their squad and their salary cap, I, I don't really know but he looks a, he looks a decent prospect and I'm looking forward to seeing him actually. Yeah, their loss is our game, Paul. Certainly, yeah. Like you said, uh, Irish international played for England, England Knights as well last year. Uh, you know, like you said, He's, he's, he's a young he's played a lot of games but he's still young uh, and you know you're hoping obviously he'll, he could use Salford as a uh, as an opportunity because we talk about our club as being an opportunity club uh, for players and you know it's a perfect opportunity for him to come in and either show others feel you know what, what it's all about or earn a contract with us for 2021 well yeah he's the typical Ian Watson sign isn't he a guy who's coming with the point to prove we've had quite a lot of these players who come on loan or on sort of short term deals, and then have ended up signing for us. Paul Paul is one of one of those guys, isn't he? And uh, we've been one or two others as well who we, we've snapped up as well. Greg Burke and Chamberlain came over from Witness and then made their deals permanent. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him play. I've heard a lot of good things about him, and I think he'll slot straight in there. He, he looks a quality player, a big player as well, a big big strong lad, and um, he'll be just what we need, I think. Yeah, so looking forward to seeing him. In action in a red shirt, uh, Paul. Other bits of news: uh, Red Devils TV uh, have now have uh, the Lancashire Cup final and the 1996 Mania uh, final at Old Trafford uh, for you to watch in full. A uh, bit of nostalgia there, Paul. I know we love you. We know you love your nostalgia, and that'll be two game two games you'll be tuning in to watch. I think it's my DVD that I lent '96 when I've got it. I think they've still got my DVD. Uh, yeah, I've seen that seen that many a times. Yeah, it was a good day that and enjoyed that day. It was a good season one at '96, and uh, we had the had the wood over uh, over Keithley that season. We beat them, beat them all hand away, didn't we? And then beat them in the the Premiership final at Old Trafford. It was a great day. That really enjoyed it, and uh, I think Wigan played Saints if I remember rightly in the the top flight Premiership final, and we was in the uh, the Division One. Good day. I, I used to love going to the Premiership finals. Two matches, you know, under one roof at Old Trafford. In the really exciting days, if you get a chance to watch that, that was a cracking game. That's Steve Blakely, Scott Naylor, Nathan McAvoy, Darren Rogers. Some good performances there from from the lads, and it's it's well worth watching. Sam, uh, Sam Panapa. Yeah, Sam. Yeah, yeah. Sam had a good game that day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Daryl Powell was playing for Keithley as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he played for Keithley. A good good player for Keithley. He's coming towards the back end of his career, but very good organizer. A good hooker as well. Phil Cantalon, the, uh, the hooker there. I think he's a Wigan lad. He was. Uh, a lot of pace and uh, Martin Wood as well if you remember him loose forward for Keithley really good ball playing forward they had a really good side I thought Keithley and he was probably a bit unlucky a few years before that they didn't get promoted to, to Super League I think they got shafted a bit really didn't they? London getting sort of fast tracked uh, that's another story but uh, but yeah they were definitely worth a watch that those, those Premiership final mm-hmm. and the Halifax one as well another cracking game yeah well worth tuning in uh, Paul to the Red Devils TV also the Langshire Cup final uh, as well uh, 1990 against Widnes uh, that'll be another game worth watching. Yeah, Central Park. I remember going to that when we had because we couldn't find anywhere to park up because it was that busy. Uh, I think it was late getting in the ground, but we should have won that game. We, we should have won. I thought we played really well. David Fell scored a, 
a good try and I was only a, a youngster then sort of starting out my journey as a Salford but that's probably the first I went to the 88 final but I was only I was only about six then so I sort of vaguely remember that but I was a bit older when we played uh, Witness so it was probably the first big final I got hyped up for really a bit upset not to win but they were a quality side Witness but again it's a cracking match that if you get a chance to watch it we played some great rugby that day yeah so make sure you subscribe for Red Devils TV and, and watch that and Ian Watson's press conference and the boys training as well. So loads of loads of stuff on there uh, to keep you going through the uh, through the week. Uh, other bits of news, Paul. Uh, 50% off uh, Magic Weekend tickets, uh, one week to go. Uh, hoping that there'll be a big turnout of Soul fans up in Newcastle. Yeah, I'm looking forward to going there again, Rob. I really am. I know our games are... Uh, just looking into it about staying over because our game's at tea time and about quarter past five kickoff, so <coughs> it's going to be late getting home. So I might, might stay up there for that one. We'll have to see. Is it Saturday we play or Sunday? Uh, I think it's Sunday. Don't know. Sunday. Sunday is it? Right. Right. Did you get one of them special pens, by the way? Didn't yeah, you? I did. Yeah. I've yeah. got it. I've got it. I've got one here. Uh, oh, Super League pens. Three presents in the press room, weren't they, on uh, Friday? Sat- Saturday, it is not Sunday. Saturday, Saturday, right, right, okay. Very good pens. Mm-hmm. I like these pens. Uh, so, yeah, so we're using them. We're using that weekend, this pen. But, uh, yeah, so that'd be uh, definitely a, worth a trip up to Newcastle. Uh, always a good uh, festival of rugby, the Magic Weekend. Um, and hopefully, lots of Soul fans will be up there uh, enjoying it. Uh, yeah, we've got a tough game as well against St. Helens, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, there is that. But like you said, you know, Magic Weekend, it's, it's a special occasion. Um, and we you know Saints are a good side, but so are we. So who knows what might happen. It's uh, a good day out, though, Newcastle. I think they, they've done a really good job of it. I enjoyed it last year at Anfield, actually, the Magic Weekend. But I think Newcastle's a real uh, sort of party city, isn't it? It's a, it's a good place to go. The ground's right in the city centre. The supporters love it, don't they? And uh, yeah, so we get some good weather and it should be a really good weekend, that. Yeah, uh, other bits of news. Uh, South Red Devils Foundation player uh, John Openshaw trained with the England Community Lions team. Uh, he's a local lad, he's from Folly Lane. Um, so, great opportunity for him to, to represent his uh, well, the country, uh, the Community Lions. Yeah, certainly is. I know they're going to be selecting squads and things like that soon, aren't they? So, hopefully, he makes the cut and, uh, and gets into that squad. I've been uh, keeping a close eye on it in the amateur report. So, yeah, good luck to him. Uh, other bits of news, uh, Supporters Trust uh, so far has raised £12,000 uh, for the reserves uh, and other things that the, the sponsor is uh, raising money for. Uh, I think the target's £40,000, Paul, so it's a fantastic uh, start, isn't it, uh, raising £12,000 and I'm sure they've got plenty of other things to, to, to look forward to to reach that target. They certainly have doing a great job, doing an absolutely great job. I mean, that's twelve thousand pounds. <coughs> excuse me, already. Uh, target forty thousand. What we are now running in February, so there's still a long way to go. And we've got all sorts of things coming up in the the near future. I'll, I'll get some announcements ready for next week. I know there's a Soul and Motown night coming up. I think that's at the Bluebell in Monton. I might be wrong. I'm sure it's there. There's a quiz night and a few other bits and pieces. But I'll get the dates and we'll, we'll announce them properly next week on on the show. Rather than me waffling on getting the dates wrong, but yeah, they've got some, they've got some really interesting things coming up. Doing great things with the, with the trust bus, you know, the auction page that goes on, on on Facebook. All the people that are involved in that, the heritage numbers as well. Big shout out to James as well, who's been doing great stuff. And James Oskerson on the um, 
on the uh, the the auctioning side of things. You know, you've only got to go on Facebook. He's selling things every time you're on there. And every time you see him in the game, he's got a big sack full of stuff. So he does a lot of that off his own back as well, and works really hard. And um, I believe he's got to Poland. He's going to Poland today for his for his holiday. So he's missing the game on Saturday. But if you're listening, James, have a have a nice time in Poland and keep yourself warm, mate. Because I think it might be pretty chilly. If it's not nailed down, James will sell it. That's basically the plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like you say, great, well done to everyone who supported us. Um, you know, to raise that money so far, it's you know, fantastic effort. Uh, other bits of news: uh, twenty is plenty uh, for every home game uh, this season. Uh, so it's twenty pounds to watch the Leeds game uh, for an adult, which is really great price, really. Um, if you if you want to get and want to invite possibly a new supporter uh, to the game. Yeah, he certainly is. A few weeks ago, I was looking at um, going to Man City, watching City, because my daughter's, yeah. a lot of my kids do watch. Yeah, I'm not really into football. I used to go to City years ago, mm. every now and again when I was at Main Road. I used to go on a Saturday with a few of my mates. And that. My grand was a big City fan, so I've always sort of looked out for, for their scores. And my daughter comes, because she goes to school in North Manchester, so a lot of the kids at the school watch City. So I'll have a look. Perhaps we could go on Saturday if we're not doing anything. So I had a look at ticket prices. And you're looking about £60, 50 odd pounds for a ticket. <laughs> so I said to her, no, we'll do something else. So uh, we've not bothered with that. But just just going off that, when you look at £20 against Leeds, also watch top flight rugby league, it's great value. I mean, to go and watch Premier League football, I think it's really extortionate, really. So um, so rugby league, £20, it's, it's great value. And just as you mentioned before, about like the Magic Weekend tickets, I'm not too sure how much they are, but you get to watch three games there, you know, for... £20, £25 or whatever. So, so yeah, it's definitely value for money. If you're thinking about going watching a bit of sport with your kids, get them to, get them to Salford. Yeah, being our resident blue on the old sport zone on Salford City Radio. Um, 20 quid. I, I thought it was about 25 quid, 20 quid to get into City. Well, perhaps, it, perhaps it is. I don't know. Perhaps you've got to be a member or something like that. But we had a look at some some tickets and everywhere on this like sort of ticket plan you went, I think the cheapest was about... Fifty pound or something, and even kids about thirty quid. So wow. perhaps I'm doing something wrong, but no, she's not going to watch a city. You know, she's quite soft. <laughs> she can suffer there instead. Um, <laughs> so obviously, look, looking at um, other things like you said, the Leeds game, they'll have the red red RD one bus going. Uh, keep your eyes open uh, for that um, near the time. Uh, great way for people to get to the game. Paul, and obviously, you know the club and the foundation. Uh, obviously been in the community in the last few weeks and sort of uh, inviting schools and stuff like that and you're hoping that you know that's going to continue um, and we'll continue to get sort of big crowds because obviously uh, when they did invite all the schools they got sort of 900 kids didn't they who turned up so that was a bit of a success hopefully they'll be able to build on that with the, uh, the weeks to come Yeah certainly I think you know Saturday afternoon as well is a good day to play Friday night's always pretty tough and I know the crowd was a bit down in this Huddersfield Live on, on Sky Telly as well. So Saturday, there's no really excuse this Saturday. I think Leeds will travel in numbers as well, won't they? Normally bring a decent a decent following. So uh, they should do anyway because they've got a bit to be excited about some of the signings they've made. And I hope so. I hope the, the, the public will solve get behind us this weekend because it should be, a, should be a great game. And like we said there, the pair of us, £20, which is really good value for, for a day out and to watch uh, no, sort of rugby, top flight rugby league. So yeah, I'm hoping people turn up. Yeah. Well, that's all the, the big news uh, coming out of the Devils this week. Uh, next up on the Devil in the Detail podcast, we'll see what's going on in the amateur scene with yourself, Paul. 
Here is this week's Devil in the Detail amateur reports. The 2020 National Conference League campaign swings into action on Saturday. Division 3 starts this weekend, weather permitting. We've had some awful weather the last couple of weeks, but I've got the fixtures for you. Division 3, Askham against Oldham St. Anne's. Batley Boys versus Shawcross Sharks. Gateshead Storm play Eastmoor Dragons. Heweth play Drillington. Lee East play East Leeds. Whitehead Warriors play Hensingham. And Millham are having the bye this week. In Youth Rugby League, we've got some uh, fixtures for you coming in for this weekend. Sunday the 23rd of February in the under-18s, it is round one of the Biolite National Youth Cups between West Hart and Lions and Oral St. James. In the under-16s, round one, Saddleworth Rangers play Siddle. And in the under-14s, Oral St. James play West Hart and Lions and Rochdale Mayfield Mustangs play the Thato Heath Crusaders. In Student Rugby League, Newcastle A26, Manchester University 10. That was Wednesday the 12th of February. And the fixtures for this Wednesday, it was not Northumbria A against Manchester Met. We'll turn our attention now to the reserve grade. Salford went down by 42 points to 6 at home to Huddersfield Giants last weekend. The Red Devils are back in action this week against Leeds Rhinos. That's a 12 o'clock kickoff this Saturday. The rest of the scores from last week was Hull FC 20, Widnes Vikings 16, Leeds 16, Bradford Bulls 10, Newcastle Thunder 14, London Broncos 10, Wigan Warriors 28, Hull KR 4. The fixtures then for this week, Salford is on Saturday of course, 12 o'clock against Leeds. Warrington play London, Hull KR play Huddersfield, Hull FC play Newcastle they're all Saturday games, there is a game Thursday night that's Bradford Bulls against Castleford Tigers and on Sunday Witness Vikings play Wakefield and St Helens play Wigan so Huddersfield the top of the table with two from two Wigan, Saints, Hull and Newcastle are also on four points Salford Red Devils played three, lost three so hopefully we can get a result against Leeds this coming Saturday well, it's Challenge Cup action again this weekend. There were some matches last weekend. These were postponed games in, in uh, round three of the Challenge Cup. Barrow beat London Scholars by 38 points to 18. Keighley 12, Newcastle Thunder 16. Rochdale Hornets 54, York Acorn 10. That game was played at the AJ Bell Stadium at Salford. Workington Town 28, West Bowling 22. The fixtures then for this week, round four of the Challenge Cup. On Friday night, Lee Centurions at home to Batley Bulldogs with an eight o'clock kickoff at the Lee Sports Village. On Saturday, there are four fixtures. Featherston Rovers play Barrow, Sheffield Eagles play Halifax, Siddle play Newcastle Thunder and Swinton Lions play Lee Minor Rangers. And on Sunday, Bradford Bulls play Underbank Rangers, that is live on the BBC Redford at 1 o'clock. London Broncos play York City Knights, that's live on the Hour League app at 3 o'clock. North Wales play Hunslet, Rochdale Hornets play the British Army, Whitehaven against Dewsbury Rams, Witness Vikings against Oldham and Workington are at home to Doncaster. Round 4 of the Challenge Cup, the road to Wembley is well and truly on. The rest of the fixtures for this weekend uh, on Friday night Casford Tigers play Wakefield in the Super League Hull Kingston Rovers are at home to Huddersfield Warrington Wolves entertain Toronto Wolfpack on Saturday evening St Helens play Sydney Roosters in the Betfred World Club Challenge that is on Sky Sports and it's live at quarter to eight Salford of course play Leeds with a two o'clock kickoff on Saturday and there's just one fixture left in the Super League on Sunday it's a three o'clock kickoff at the DW Stadium it's Wigan Warriors against Hull FC that's all I've got for you this week I shall see you on Saturday afternoon for Salford against Leeds. Take care, have a good week. So that was Paul Whiteside's amateur report uh, and finally on this week's podcast what we'll do, we'll look forward to the big game against Leeds Rhinos on Saturday. It's time on the Devil of the Leeds So, Salford Devils are at home to Leeds Rhinos 
at the AJ Bell Stadium on Saturday afternoon. Very excited about this game. Uh, Paul, uh, Lancashire and Yorkshire, Salford and Leeds, full of passion, full of uh, excitement. It's going to be a cracker. Yeah, I think it, I think it will be. I, I'm quite wary, actually. I think Leeds um, had improved from, from last season. I know they got a bit of a licking in round one against against Hull. They did they did it pretty well last week. They put scored fifty points on Hawkinson Rovers last week, and they've got a decent bear of half backs in Robert Louis and, and Luke Gale's a big signing who's come in. Old Pryor, the Australian forward, signed for the well. Got Conrad Hurrell there, who's an absolute beast, isn't he? In the centres, he, he played really well last season. You have to watch him. Uh, they've got some good young players as well, so they've got a good a good squad. You know, Cuthbertson's always difficult. They've got some star names in that that team there, and you know, once they start gelling, I think they're going to be be half decent this season. I mean, don't know about the playoffs and that, but I think they'll be there or thereabouts. Um, so yeah, we need to be switched on. They've got a lot of power and pace in that team, and but we can't take them take them lightly at all. It's going to be a real tough test this of, of where we're at. Yeah, Kevin Brown will miss his first game of his suspension. Uh, after getting Simbind and, and done for accidentally making contact with Jordan Turner with his head. Um, so it gives uh, Chris Atkin an opportunity, Paul, uh, to come into the team. Uh, Ian Watson had a press conference today uh, and he spoke about uh, the opportunity for Chris. And this is what he had to say. So um, Brown being out this weekend, do you think that's going to be anything that will affect the team? Oh, it's... Whenever you lose a spine player, it affects your, affects your team. Um, we're really lucky that we've got uh, Chris Atkin, who's a very, very capable player to be able to step into his um, shoes as well. He's up with, this is his challenge for him now, to kind of put his name forward, to be the starting number seven going forward. So Kev's had um, really good games for us at the beginning of the season, and looked like he was on the front foot and starting to play really well. Uh, and we needed that. I mean, you want that consistency as a team, but obviously um, Kev's kind of... Unfortunate circumstances have led to somebody having a having um, an opportunity to kind of state their claim going forward. And I'm really confident in um, Atkin and what he can bring. Was it your plan anyway to bring Atkin in, whether Brown was out or not, like soon? Oh well, Chris, they're competing for a spot, aren't they? So obviously, results and performances dictate how you go about setting your team up or who you select and pick. So if we'd have been kind of travelling on the same or same way and we're winning games, then obviously Kev keeps his place on the back end of that. But obviously there's always little things that you have a little look at to see whether you need to, to freshen things up or whether you need to strengthen certain areas. But Chris is a capable player. Chris will probably obviously put it on show in the next couple of weeks and we'll see where we go. So that was Ian Watson uh, with his uh, pre-game press conference, which you can see in full on Red Devils TV. Uh, but like we've said before, Paul, on this podcast, obviously Brown not being able to play gives Atkin the opportunity to, to shine and shows what he can do. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it certainly does. Um, we saw a bit of Chris Atkin in the, in the pre-season. He was a clever footballer, you know, served his apprenticeship at Swinton. Did good things at Old KR as well. I like what I see. He's got a nice kicking game. He's got a good rugby league brain. Sort of old-fashioned player, really. Old-fashioned sort of pivot kind of player. Um, I think he's looked good when he's played a hooker, but I think he's, if you spoke to him, his preferred position probably the halfback. So uh, he'll relish his chance now he's going to get. Um, he's been waiting in the wings very patiently. And as I said before, this is sometimes what happens in rugby league. Somebody gets injured or somebody gets suspended or something happens and then someone else comes in and gets a chance and it's up to that player then to take that chance and 
make Kevin Brown have to work to get his, his shirt back. That's the whole, whole idea of competition for places. So I don't think Chris Atkin will let us down. I'm really looking forward to seeing what, what he can do and um, what sort of partnership we can develop with Tuilola here. So, yeah, really looking forward to seeing him play. I don't think he'll let us down at all. He's a, he's a good player with a good brain. Yeah, uh, Leeds, Amadou, Kingston Rovers uh, at weekend. They were 20-0 up in the first 25 minutes, so it shows that they can start quick and we've got to be ready for that because obviously they'll want to try and do the job on us uh, like they did against Hawkins uh, Robin last week. Yeah, he certainly will. And they've got a good side. You look at their side on paper, you know, Walker, the full-backs are a really good player. You can read the names of the players off. You know, Rod Hull's a real, real good good centre. Prior, the, the, the forward they brought in. Uh, who else have they brought in? Luke Gale, obviously, you know, former Man of Steel. Winner, I know he's had a few injuries and that, and he's probably the wrong side of 30 now, but he's still a quality player. You've got Robert Louis there as well. Uh, Sutcliffe, I've always been impressed when I've, when I've seen him play. Stevie Ward, people like that who've been there for a while now. You know, Adam Cuthbertson's a, a quality player. Who've they got? Hooker needs um, Brad Dwyer, that's the guy I was thinking of. Yeah, he's, he's caused us problems when we played against him. I thought last time the two sides met was Headingley, wasn't it? We won by 20 points to 12 last year. Joey Lussie had, had a great game that night. He really did. And I'd like to see him dominate that game again, running from dummy half and causing Leeds problems. And uh, no, I think we can get on top in this one. I really do. I think, as I said, we've got respect and they've got some good players, but I think we can get on top of this game. And I think you'll see a backlash from Salford as well. As I said, we get a couple of early scores, get that mojo back, get a bit of confidence flowing. And uh, I think we'll be okay on, on Saturday. Yeah, we've got ex-Red Richie Myler as well. Uh, yep. Coming off the bench, he'll probably interchange with Dwyer, won't he? Or, or the half-backs. And he'll be dangerous. He'll be someone to look out for. Uh, Rob Lewis, the star man, uh, playing at Leeds now. We all know he's a threat, don't we? Um, and what yep. he can bring to a team. Um, but yeah, you know, it's it Le- the thing you got to remember, though, Leeds Rhinos aren't the Leeds Rhinos of 10 years ago. There is some good players in that squad, but there's some bang average ones as well. So... I look at our team, I look at their team, and I think, you know, man for man, we're stronger. Yeah. Um, I don't know about stronger. Um, it's a tough one, because I don't watch Leeds every week, but I'm just looking at their, their side thinking, yeah, he's a good player, he's not a bad player. It's all about playing together as a team, isn't it? Um, I know one swallowed up maker somebody, does it? They beat OKI by 40 points, but... Hull care a bit of in and out team, aren't they? I know they played pretty well in that, that derby game against Hull. But you're always going to raise your, your game for, for a derby match, aren't you? So, um, but they had a good win against Wakefield, didn't they? So it's it's a funny league at the moment. Isn't it? Wakefield with a spot against OKR, but they beat Warrington. So, and Warrington beat Saints 19-0. So at the moment, everyone seems to be beating each other, don't they? It's about finding that consistency. I, I'd be disappointed if we lose to Leeds. I really will. Because uh, I think we've got enough, as you said, to to beat them but uh, there's, there's definitely players in there we need to be wary of yeah they're the top average <coughs> meter uh, gainers meter gainers Gain, uh, gainers of meters uh, seven and a half meters a carry uh, but we're the top tacklers we've made a thousand and six seven tackles so far in the competition we're the, we're the top tacklers so it'll be an interesting sort of uh, combination that them being able to try and make as many meters and us trying to stop them yeah, we need to stop giving the ball away. Oh, we won't be making as many tackles. We need to uh, sort of respect the ball a bit more and use the possession, I think, on uh, on, on Saturday. I think this game is going to be, uh, I wouldn't say won and lost in the forwards, but, you know, your pack needs to get on top, doesn't it? If your pack can get on top and start dominating, you know, 
sort of their big forwards out, you know, like so that Cuthbert's and he likes to, to offload. I think that's the sort of game Leeds like to play. Like to play a quick game and a bit of an unorthodox game, don't they? Sometimes with Cuthbert's and offloading the ball and you know, people running off him. You know, Robert Louis there, he's sort of a, a linchpin of unorthodox rugby league, isn't the way he drops his shoulder and, and goes through. And then you've got Luke Gale organising. So, yeah, I, I still think they're not so much rusty, but the same sort of boat as us. They, they brought players in. It's going to take time for players to gel. So they're, they're still looking at combinations and things like that. And they're not firing on all cylinders. So uh, so it promises to be a really intriguing in contest as well on Saturday between you know two sides. A bit of rivalry between the, the two clubs over the last sort of 40, 50 years as well. So uh, And plus we've got this terrible record against Leeds. So you know, it'll be nice to notch another win up against them. Give us a score prediction, Paul. What is your prediction? What's your outlandish prediction this time? I wrote this down on Monday. Did you? Uh, I'm in League Express, yeah. Don't lambast me for this one, but I'm, I'm just I'm feeling confident we're going to smash Leeds, mm-hmm. uh, even though they are a good side mm-hmm. and we've got some good players. Okay. <laughs> um, Salford 40, Leeds 16. 40? 16? Okay. Mm-hmm. What's your... That's the first time I've ever gone for 40 it's points, bad. I think. This is true. What's the, is there a backstory behind that? Who's going who's gonna to score? Do we have a backstory or is that just the score? Um, I think uh, I'm going to say Chris Atkins going to really boss the game right. come up with a couple of try assists and I always say Chris Wellham's going to score the winning try <laughs> yeah. Niles will get the last try Evel. the stick <coughs> uh, well I, I know my goal big don't I well someone's telling me it's going to be a closer, what, closer, closer game this one um, I'm going to go Salford 22 Leeds 10 22 10 and uh, Oliver Roberts to score the winner Roberts winner right. there we go 22 10 we never know we could be celebrating with the Nando's on Saturday night you never know. You never know. You never know. <laughs> I can't see it being 40 points to 16 somehow, but you never know. You never know. <laughs> you never know. You've been close a couple of times, haven't you? You've been closer than me, has to be said. Uh, yeah. Remember, well, it's, right. it's, usually, uh, it's usually Chris and Inu that lets me down back. He can bloody <laughs> penalty goal or something to scoop up my scoreline. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah is that, is that why you want him back in? Because he so he, so he can kick you that, that goal? No, keep him out. Keep him out. Keep him out. <laughs> no. I, I don't think it'll be long before he does get back in. It's like, I was thinking the other day, you've got um, Ed Chamberlain there as well, who's a really good player. He's desperately unlucky with injuries last season. I'd love to see Ed back in the, the side. I'd love to see Elliot Kieran there as well, because I thought he did well in the friendlies. But that's the only thing when you've got quite a decent sort of backs in your squad. Now we've got decent numbers and decent cover. Not everybody can play every week, can they? So at least they'll have to get in games in the reserves anyway and they're keeping their, their eyes in. And, you know, I'm pretty sure they're all going to get chances as the season goes on. It's a bit of a blow because Wattle in his press conference says that Sargentson might not make it. Yeah, I believe so. So yeah. if he doesn't, if he don't make it, who do you bring in? Um, well, he did have an ice pack on his leg when he came out, didn't he, on the... Um, Last last Friday, uh, Dan Sargentson. So, whether he's not recovered from that, I'm not too sure. But I did hear some some doubts the other day. Obviously, this, we're recording this Wednesday. Uh, what we on Thursday? Yeah. Thursday today. Uh, when, uh, Wednesday. 
that's kind of ideas. So the squads will be out tomorrow, won't they, as we speak. So when people are suggesting like the squad might be out, so we'll, we'll wait and see whether Dan's in there. So if he's missing, who would I bring in the centre? I mean, you could bring in him as a centre, I suppose, couldn't you? Is he on, that, is he on the, that side of the field, though? Uh, yeah, we could. Oh, you've got Ed Chamberlain there as well. Yeah. We could bring him. There's, there's, there's cover there, isn't there? Hmm. It'll be interesting. Well, Dan Side would be a big miss for him, definitely, the way he's played this season. It will. It'll be interesting to see what what will uh, decide to do. Because uh, what are lead centres? Hurrell. He's one of them. He's a beast, isn't he? Harry Newman. He's really, he's yeah, he's really difficult to stop. Yeah, that Newman's a good player as well. Yeah, they've got some good backs. That might fact, that, that might be a factor that Ian Watson. Hurrell. I think you need to number up on him. That comrade rule, you really need to stop him. <coughs> losing my voice. I think with him, you've got to turn him as well. If you kick into him like Lola here, he's getting a ball behind him. Mm. You know, get him turning that big, that big body of his round and uh, you know, put pressure on him, make him work really hard. Don't be dollying the ball in the air to him. Just, just, just punish him. You know, if it's raining as well, get that ball skidding about all over the floor. Yeah. So looking forward to that. Hopefully, a good crowd at the Bell Stadium, <coughs> a Salford win. So, that's the end of this week's podcast, Paul. Great show. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, really enjoyed it, mate. Yeah, looking forward to uh, to seeing you down there Saturday, mate. Yeah, been great. Big thanks for tuning this week's uh, Devil, in Detail, Devil in Detail podcast. I've been Rob Parkson. You can find us on Facebook, Devil in Detail, SRD. You can find us on Twitter, at DITD, SRD. And you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Radio Contact. So, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.